0: appreciate that. Well, good. Today, we, uh, we're we kind of in between series right now, and uh, we felt this was a good time to take care of some house business. So my message today is going to be a little bit about house business. Um, many of you know we've been in a, a three-year campaign called REACH, and many of you have made financial commitments to REACH, and it's our goal for REACH was to raise a million dollars in three years at each one of our campuses to to do some certain things that we feel like God's wanting us to do. The first one was to plant a church in Crowley, and we've done that successfully. Uh, Last weekend, Crowley had 186 people in attendance. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Lives are getting saved in Crowley, and you got all to do with it. Come on. Give yourself a, a better hand. Come on. We also wanted to upgrade the sound system here, and we're going to do some enhancements around the campus here. And Jennings is is blowing out a children's space. They need some room, they need some children's room. Um, And I'll get to this later in the message, but I just want to tell you that Jennings made a decision several months ago in October to go to two services. It wasn't because of the adults, it was because of the children's space. They were running out of kids' room. So they, they took a leap of faith, went to two services on Sunday, and almost right away they've doubled. We were like, well, that's going to fix the problem. If you go to two services, then you're going to split your children's church numbers in half. And all these, uh-uh, they've doubled. That's what we get for thinking, huh? <laughs> and so great things are happening in our churches. I'm excited, man. Just, just good things are going on. And, and, and so today we're going to take care of a little bit of house business. Is that okay? We'll take care of a little house business. Don't worry. I got a message for you. In fact, I got a word for you uh, for our, our campus right here. Go with me to Luke chapter 19, Luke 19. It's never been my favorite message to preach or to talk about when it comes to finances. I, I tend to worry too much about what you think and not enough about what God thinks. And so I'm a little nervous this morning. Can I just be honest with you? Uh, But I I just, I got a word and I believe it's, it's for all of us. And I believe we're going to get it. So Luke 19, watch this in verse 28. Typically this, this section of the Bible is saved for, for uh, Palm Sunday. And it's usually talking about Jesus going into Jerusalem. And it's usually that, uh, that type of message. But there's some things in here today that I believe we need for right now and for where we're going. And so Luke 19, verse 28. Here we go. After telling the story, Jesus went on towards Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As they came to the towns of Bethphage and, and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that coat? Just say, the Lord needs it. Say that with me this morning. Say, the Lord needs it. it. So they went, the disciples obeyed, and found the coat just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying the coat, the owners asked them, why are you untying that coat? And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. (laughs) Isn't that kind of strange? I mean, Jesus just stole somebody's donkey. Did you get that? I mean, think about it. That'd be like somebody come into your house and you walk outside and they're getting in your car. And you say, hey, hey, well, what, what, what you doing? I said, the Lord needs it. Now, now, let me warn you, don't go try that. Whatever you do, don't go try it. It ain't going to work. Unless the Lord told you go get somebody's car, but he's just going to—that's a leap of faith. That's faith I don't have. But Jesus is, is with his disciples, and and kind of building up to this this story right here is Jesus is first talking about Luke nineteen is about Zacchaeus and how Zacchaeus was was robbing people, and Zacchaeus has an encounter with Jesus, and he turns his life around and he gives away four times what he took. There was a transformation in Zacchaeus. And then the, the next parable in this this chapter talks about the 10 servants that were given talents and they were they were they were given freedom to go and, and invest those talents or or use those talents in gifts. And then when the king came back, whoever didn't use the talents was actually king kicked out of the, the kingdom. But those that invested the talents were actually given more. And so now they're on their way. To Jerusalem they're on their way and they're on the Mount of Olives and they come to this city and Jesus tells two of his disciples to go ahead and go into the next town and you're going to see a donkey tied there that nobody's ridden now if I was one of the disciples I'd be like oh come on man it's one of them things again like for real Jesus I'd have probably been okay yeah I'll go but in my mind come on you know how you are in your mind Man, this is going to be embarrassing. I hope I don't get punched. You know, I don't want to feel like fighting today. Maybe one of them was legalistic. He goes, dude, Jesus is telling us to steal somebody's donkey. I mean, you know, I, you sure this guy's okay? I mean, he's telling us to steal a donkey. And so the disciples go, and they find a donkey, sure enough, tied there. That was the first... To me, would have been the first miracle, is that it was right where Jesus said it was. But for some reason, Jesus said the donkey had never been ridden before. Now I'm thinking, okay, if I'm gonna roll up into Jerusalem, I want to roll into Jerusalem on a well-trained animal. Can I get a witness? I don't want to come into Jerusalem riding a bronken bull, right? Hanging on for dear life. This thing throwing me off on my tail. You know, it's kind of embarrassing. I would pick a, a mature, well-trained donkey, a seasoned donkey. But Jesus goes after a donkey that's never been ridden before. And man, there's a message right there. I don't know if you're seeing this, but there's a message right there that Jesus loves to ride on things that haven't been ridden before. The donkey's never been ridden. You ever seen a cowboy movie where they're trying to break a horse or a donkey? There is nothing peaceful about that. There is nothing graceful about that. I mean, literally, the westerns I watch, that's all I know. I mean, I just watch westerns. The westerns I watch, they, they usually get some idiot that wants to make a lot of money real quick to get on this horse and break it. And he does with his life at stake. Jesus sends his guys to go get a donkey that's never been ridden before so he can ride it into Jerusalem. That just don't make sense to me today. This thing's untrained. We got a little miniature donkey. Doug Doug gave us a little miniature donkey. Cute little thing. But man, when they're not used to you. Where's Dwight? Dwight. (laughs) Dwight. D- D- Dwight must be counting money. <laughs> Dwight knows about a donkey. <laughs> Dwight tried to mishandle a donkey, almost got his bicep bit off. That's for real. <laughs> so Jesus sends him to go to this donkey that's never been ridden before. He gets it, and the guy comes up just like he said he was going to come up. And, and the guy says, hey, where are you going with my donkey? And he just says, the Lord needs it. Well, evidently, it all worked out good because Jesus rides the donkey. Are you getting this? Verse thirty-four. And the disciples simply replied, "The Lord needs it. They only needed to say what God, what Jesus had told them to say." So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. As they rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of them. When they reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of the followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles he had seen. Now get this. This is a brand new donkey. Jesus gets on its back. They throw a bunch of garments on his back. Jesus gets on the donkey's back. This ain't making sense. He gets on the donkey's back and he begins to ride it. Not only is he riding the donkey, but then on each side of the road, there's a lot of people. Which makes donkeys nervous. Not only that, they're throwing down garments in front of the donkey. Then they get to the scariest part where they're going down the mountain. And all these people start shouting. And singing. This story doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to work this way. Are you hearing me today? It's not supposed to be like that. Jesus was never called the donkey whisperer. Are you getting this? He, he was never called that. He didn't have the, 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 the touch. Some of y'all remember where that came from. That's why you're laughing. This is a word for us today. And man, we got to get this. Let me tell you what's crazy. That Jesus loves to ride on things that have never been written before. What does Jesus love the most? Faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Right? Because faith says to Jesus, I trust you. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. No faith, no pleasing God. In other words, if you don't trust him, then you're not pleasing him. He just wants you to trust him. Jesus loves faith. He loves to take people that have never done anything and do something incredible with them. Just by them simply saying, I trust you. We joke all the time about people that get freshly saved. They, they, they've got Walmart parking spot faith. Right? I mean, they can roll up into Walmart and say, front row baby. In front of the marketplace. And they'll drive down that lane and sure enough, there'll be an empty parking spot right there. They got that kind of faith. I think Jesus gets excited about parking lot faith. Amen. Amen. But he's riding this donkey that's never been ridden before. And I believe that's us today. Don't take this the wrong way. But we're the donkey. You see, when it comes to to planning churches and building churches and doing those kinds of things. When we planted Crowley, we planted Crowley the right way. We, we, we started a, a financial campaign. We raised the money. We figured out how much money it was going to take to plant the church. It was $200,000 to plant the church. And so we went after it, and the money came in, and the church got planted. And today the church is now officially on its own. But it's healthy enough to do so. Give God praise for that. Let me tell you about Eunice. We came to town, had a few little meetings in somebody's house and little interest meetings here and there. And we came here and we just bought a building. It's kind of the field of dreams thing. (laughs) Build it and they will come. (laughs) Buy the building and he'll fill it. I mean, looking back, I'm embarrassed. I'll just be honest with you. We bought this building and you didn't even exist to us. That's not smart. And so today I believe we're like this donkey as a church. We've not carried the weight that I believe God wants us to carry. Maybe we've not experienced what God wants us to experience today. I can remember the first financial campaign Cheryl and I were involved in. We we packed our bags, m- sold our house, left a good job, moved to to Jennings, and the church was just meeting in a uh, a garage in Jennings, and it was it was plain. I mean, it, we literally just went and took the garage doors down, put two walls up, and stuck a couple signs to it, and, and we had the old projector. You remember the projectors? That's how we got started. And we were growing out of that place, and, and we needed to—we had a warehouse in the back, basically a, a shop in the back. It was a little bit bigger, and we needed to raise some money to, to build that. And so we did a financial campaign called Imagine a Place. And it was—I don't remember how many years the campaign was, maybe two years. And, and Cheryl and I had never been a part of anything like that. I'm thinking, man, i got to make a commitment for two years. What the heck is this? Oh, my goodness. And and, and so what we did in the campaign is we put the pressure back on the people that you, we're not going to tell you what you need to give because that would just be wrong. What we want you to do is we want you to pray and ask God what he wants you to give. And that was the first time we'd ever done that. You see, we had never been ridden that way before and take that the right way. But that put pressure on us to go and pray and to seek God's face because it was about God and his vision and it wasn't about us. And so we prayed and God gave us a number and he confirmed the number between us. It was one of the most spiritually gifted things I had ever done to this point in my life. That I got an answer from God and she got the same answer from God. And so we jumped into it and the money came in and we built what God told us to build. Then the next time we needed to expand some more and we did miracle offerings, which then again turned around and said, hey, you need to pray. You need to ask God what he wants you to give. Because you see, all of this is about God's purpose for you in this. Not my purpose for you. God's purpose for you in this. Now, let me tell you something. God planted you in this church, not just for you. You've been planted for every empty seat represented in here. You've been planted here because God planted you here and he has a purpose for you. And it's greater than your attendance. Come on. So up to this point as a church, I'm just going to tell you this morning with confidence, we've not rode this way with Jesus before. Some of you have, and some of you have been for the last year and a half. We're in the middle of the campaign. We're a little over a a year and a half in, and some of you have been super faithful. I mean, you've just been plugging away. You made a commitment. You prayed. You heard from God. You made the commitment, and you've been going after it. Thank you. Thank you. I could tell you stories in here. I'm looking at people right now that I see that have told me, man, when we started giving to that campaign, God started opening up things. Right? Right, Sam? Right, Jared? Mm -hmm. Right, Cheryl? (laughs) It kind of been weird to ask me. Jesus jumps on a donkey that's never been ridden before. And here's the crazy thing about all that. Somehow or another, the donkey makes it. I mean, this is his debut shot. He's, he's carrying the Messiah into Jerusalem. And he's just rolling. You know how donkeys walk? They're kind of cute. You know, they kind of they do their thing. Here we go ride on it. I mean, let's not go there. So he comes riding in on his donkey. All this crazy stuff is going on around the donkey. And the donkey should be freaking out. The donkey should be falling on his face. It should be bucking. It should be kicking. It should be trying to kick somebody or bite somebody. But it's not. Why is it not? Because it's riding with Jesus. I was hoping you'd get better amen than that, but... You know, I mean, because because he was riding with Jesus. You see, when Jesus is riding with you, so is his peace. So is his grace. So is his comfort. So is his provision. So is his protection. It all comes with him. He's a total package. So when Jesus is riding with you and you're riding with him, then baby, you got it going on. You got all of heaven rolling with you. How many of you used to ride the strip when you were teenagers and thought you were cool? I had a little Mazda B2000, red, single cab, two 18-inch woofers behind the seat. I was crammed up on the steering wheel like this, but I was bumping. <laughs> and I'd ride through town. I thought I was as cool as all get out. But when I got my rims, I was even cooler. <laughs> then I made the first tonneau cover. I just want y'all to know that. I took a piece of plywood, covered it with, with fiberglass, and painted that sucker black. You could dance on top of that thing. Low riding the truck and rolling. I was something. I was an idiot. Spent up all my mama's money on stupid stuff. But I want to tell you today, I'm rolling with Jesus and it's a whole different story. It's a whole different ride. Can I get a name amen? It's not about me, it's about Him. Come on somebody. We're rolling. He's taking me from faith to faith, to faith to faith. And I'm saying to him, don't stop. Don't stop. Let's keep going. What you going to do next? I don't want to become complacent. I don't want to get too comfortable. I don't want to become lazy. I want to keep rolling. Jesus, don't ever stop calling me out. Don't ever stop calling me into faith. Come ride with me. Or maybe you need to pray, Lord, can I ride with you today? It's us. That's us. We're at a pivotal moment where we get to ride with Jesus through this campaign. And can I be honest with you? As far as the campaign goes, let me just share my honest heart with you. We're not building any new buildings. Honestly, we really got the smallest piece of skin in the game. We're gonna improve our buildings. And in the natural that says to me, man, we really don't even need to be doing this thing. Derek's one that told me, we don't really need to improve the building. Everything's working fine. He's right. But let me tell you what this is really about this morning. This is really about us sowing our first seeds. Some of you have never sown a seed financially into something like this before. And we have to put some seed in the ground now because one day there's a piece of property right there and there's a big old building right there. And it's not about the grass and the mortar and the brick. It's about the lives that are going to fill that place and we're going to invade heaven. Come on, somebody. There's an opportunity coming down the road. But if you don't sow seed today, you're not going to have a harvest for tomorrow. Man, you got to get this. The Bible says if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. Throw two seeds, you may get two things. He says also if you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. He gives you the right to sow what you think you need to sow. If you don't like what you're getting, sow what? It's your own fault. your own fault if you don't like what you're getting today if you're not satisfied with what's coming in you can't be mad at him he gave you the seed to sow if you only threw two that's on you I'm rhyming like a crazy man this morning come on somebody I'm gonna cut me a record today my old Franklin's coming out I didn't even plan this Man, I couldn't be that funny if I tried. Are you getting this so far? Are you with me so far? This campaign is bigger than remodeling this building. This campaign is us sowing seeds to reap a harvest for where we're going. The whole block is ours. It's ours. Why is it ours? Because we're going to grow. Anything that God puts his hand on grows. It grows. It's supposed to grow. We're supposed to grow. (laughs) I'm just totally off the message this morning. Let me show you something real quick where it talks about what verse is that? Verse 35 says, so they brought the coat to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. Go with me to first Peter. Peter chapter 5 verse 7 you may not even need to go there you may know this verse it says in first Peter 5 7 to cast your cares upon him talking about Jesus because he cares for you it's one of my memory verses one day God sent me to that verse three days in a row I'm like Lord I know the verse first Peter 5 7 I know the verse I dug in a little deeper. I went into the Greek of it all. And trust me, that don't happen often. I went to the Greek of it all. And I studied the thing and what it meant. Let me tell you what that meant. To cast your cares on Jesus is to throw a garment on a donkey's back. That's what that means. Throwing a a garment on a donkey's back. Imagine that. They threw the garments on the donkey's back. And Jesus rode on the garments. When the Bible says to cast your cares upon him, it's throwing something on him that he's going to care about. So what happened with the donkey is that what the donkey should have been nervous about, he wasn't nervous about because he was riding with Jesus and his burdens were on Jesus and his cares were on Jesus. Are you getting this? So when you step into something like this, and as a church, and we step out into a campaign, and listen, it's the worst time in the world to run a campaign. It is. Some of you have lost your jobs here. One of the scariest things about a campaign like this is is what's going to happen next. But but, but, but how's it going to come in? Because every time Cheryl and I have prayed about this, God's given us a number that we can't do. We can't do it. Cast your cares upon him. Because he cares for you. If you're rolling with Jesus. You're rolling with all of him. If you say today, you know what, Pastor? I don't see miracles happening. I don't see, you know, the the signs and wonders happening. My question is, is God... God hasn't quit, so what are you doing? Or what are you not doing? You see, because if somebody never steps out, come on, Peter. Peter never steps out the boat, Peter never walks on water. You're getting real nervous. I just got close to you. Some of you ain't like this. He's going to spit on me. So when you go through a campaign like this, when you go through a faith step like this, what happens is is you you get these moments where you get nervous. I wish I could tell you that every time Cheryl and I have made a commitment financially or we've given or we've prayed about something financially to give towards the building of God's kingdom. I wish I could tell you that we just prayed about it. It came to us and we sowed it and it was all happy. Go lucky. It wasn't. There were moments we wanted to quit, moments we wanted to give up, moments we wanted to stop. We can't do this. She comes, baby, They ain't enough. How are we going to make it? I'm like, keep on going. Because you see, if Jesus is bold enough to ride with you, he's bold enough and strong enough to get you where you're going. Amen. And the experiences we learned in the middle of all that, the opportunities we had. Yes, we got nervous. Yes, we got scared. We might even quit a couple of times. That's OK. You know, what we saw we, we were able to see the mighty hand of God work and miracles happen. I'm a product. My faith is where my faith is at because of financial miracles that God's done in my life. When we decided that she was going to quit working and we were going to step out because I felt like that's where she needed to be. She felt the same way. Cut our income in half. We wasn't supposed to make it on paper. Theoretically and in our minds, it was a dumb decision. Spiritually, it was what God told us to do. We stepped out the first week or two. We're short. I hate it when it happens that way. It's like, God, can't you give me a little bit of time? We're short. We get a refund from the gynecologist. Get you some of that. That's a funny miracle. (laughs) She calls them. She's arguing with them on the phone. I don't know. You don't owe me this money. I know you didn't. I didn't overpay you. Nope. There's no way because she wants to do things right. Ma'am, we're not taking the check back. I come home from work. She tells me she's been arguing with me like shut up. (laughs) Cash the check. (laughs) Lord, have mercy. You tell them once, if they don't want it, you keep the dang thing. But we saw miracle after miracle after miracle. We've given to every campaign this church has done. And every year, God increases us. Every year, he blesses us. And honestly, it gives us ownership. When people in Jennings get baptized and saved, we got some of that. When people in Crowley were getting baptized on the front sidewalk in a fireman's tank, we had something to do with that. When people get baptized here in this nice little warm jacuzzi tub, we got something to do with that. Amen. Thank God we've got something to do with that. I wonder what happened to the owner of the donkey. I wonder how many more donkeys he got after that. I wonder what happened to the disciples that went and saw this whole thing happen. They were in, in, in the middle of a miracle. You all right? You know what's greater than this campaign is the experience we gain when we go through it. That's the big picture. It's the experience we gain as we walk through it. The intimate experiences with God. So let me show you a few things real quick. Let me show you what we're going to do here in in Eunice. We're going to, in six weeks, we're going to, we're going to ask you to pray for the next six weeks and believe God and pray for something. Maybe there's some of you here that haven't jumped on the campaign. Maybe there's some of you that have jumped and you made a commitment, but you just haven't been able to fulfill it. And no condemnation, just jump back on. And maybe, maybe you're, you're here and you've been given and you're wondering what's going to happen. So let me tell you, we, we want you to pray for the next six weeks about what God wants you to do with this campaign. Okay, and what we're going to do is the next twenty five thousand dollars that comes in here in Eunice, we're going to redo the canopy in the front. We're going to lift it up. We're going to repaint the outside of the building. We're going to redo the landscape and change the lighting. We're going to enhance what the building looks like on the outside because I've got a bigger picture in mind. Are you with me? This is going to match that. It's a bigger picture. Okay, so the next $25,000 that comes in, there it is, that'll actually be a little bit higher. The architect didn't quite draw it right. Sam would have done a better job drawing that, but it'll look something like that. But we're going to improve the canopy and, and repaint the outside, change the lighting, make it just freshen up the look. Okay. So that's the next 25000 From there, you got a card in your hand. Where's that card at? Give me that card. You got a card in your hand. Watch. Go, go to this, this side right here. By the way, let me show you what we've already done. Crowley, we launched it. It's done. Eunice, we upgraded the worship center. It's done. Jennings has gone through architectural and and consulting fees. That's done. They're getting ready to break ground. They're pushing this morning for this building. Show them the Jennings building. This whole section to the right right here, from here on, is going to be a 4,800-square-foot children's wing. That's just for kids. That whole addition is just for kids. They're running almost 100 kids on a, on a Sunday. That's next generation stuff, people. Amen? So the next 25 that comes in, look at this part. says what next. Phase one is to enhance the building exterior. That's the next 25,000 that comes in. Now, as far as the campaign goes, we still are, are we've committed to Eunice. There will be a remainder of $282,500. After the twenty five thousand, after we raise this next twenty five thousand, the campaign was designed that we'll still get another two hundred and eighty-two thousand five hundred dollars. That's for that. That's for property. That's for the rest of the block. Spoke to a lady last two weeks ago who who knows the lady who owns the front corner. She's ninety four years old. She's in Tennessee in the mountains somewhere. Her, her dad made her and her sister promise they would never sell the property. One sister died, the family sold half of it, and the, the dance studio owns half of the front corner. Well, the other corner is still in the, the other sister's possession. She's still alive. She's 94, she's healthy. She's fine. <laughs> she, she's strong. <laughs> And I'm okay with that. Honestly, we laugh about it, but I'm okay with that because it's, it's a timing issue. It's not a meat issue. I don't want it right now. We're not ready right now. I want it when we're ready. That's what the remainder of that money is going to go towards. So the rest of your campaign is going to go towards purchasing the rest of the block. Amen. You like that? Okay. Glad you like that. It's making sense. Have I been clear? These things are funny. You know what's crazy about money, and and preaching about money? <laughs> Let me just be honest with you, because I'm just hating this right now. As much as I hate talking about money and as much as I hate preaching about money, you know, what's crazy is the Bible talks more about money than it talks about anything else. And if I look at my own life, I've learned more about God through my experiences with money. But the world sees when the church asks for money or the church talks about money, that they're a bunch of money hungry. You fill in the blank. Right? Isn't that the perception that people get? Some of you may leave mad today. I don't care. Because this ain't padding my pockets. This is your obedience to God. This is his campaign. It's not Jamie's campaign. This is his. The, the property next to us, that's his That's his bigger picture for us as a church. It's not for me. I'm not looking to go around bragging that we're bought property and we're building a new building. Can I be honest with you? My flesh says, man, we'll just stay right here. It's easy to maintenance. This ain't much of a headache. Pay this puppy off and be like sailing. That's just where I'm at. Where are you at today? What's your response going to be? Because let me tell you something. It's not about building and it's not about property. It's about souls being saved. And if you can't see that man, you got to open your eyes this morning. Every chair next to you that's empty represents somebody that's going to get saved. You never know who we're going to reach when we go out and install smoke detectors in people's houses. I'm going, dang, God, you just opened up doors for us to walk in. Literally, doors for us to walk in where we can sit in somebody's house and talk to them. Golly. I was hoping you were more excited. It's about the gospel. So let me give you two quick things real quick and then I'll be done. I want to show you how we should respond in moments like these because I feel it's important I teach you how to respond. And you can respond any way you want to, but I want to, I want to be able to see at the end of the day that I've given you what you need. These are, these are, this is maybe how we should respond. Number one, it's all about the gospel. You can put next to that an open-handed life. We need to respond with an open hand. When God puts an opportunity in front of you, you have two choices to stay close handed or to be open handed and say, God, I may not agree with this. God, I may be nervous. God, I just lost my job. God, I don't know what's going to happen next. God, they're threatening my job. I don't know what it is, but you need to be open handed to say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I will do. That's open handed. Open handed living. You're just sitting there. You're sitting there before God. and You're saying, God, you tell me what to do. I trust you. Not the ball headed. God trust you. And that's good. What do you want me to do? It's open handed living. The second way I believe you should respond is, is that God works through people. First Corinthians three, nine says, for we are coworkers in God's service. You get to be a co-worker with God. First 2nd Corinthians 6 1 says, as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. God loves to use people to do his work on the planet. Yes. He can do it without us, but he likes to use us to do his work. Right? I like to be used by God. Come on, somebody. It's better than drugs. I told you that a couple of weeks ago. When you're used by God, there's no greater feeling on the planet than to be used by God. We are his co-workers. The Bible says we're ambassadors. We're the ones that are over here representing him on the planet. And he loves to use us to do that. So we should respond with open-handed living. Saying, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then we should realize and join in with what he wants us to do and be his co-workers. Amen.